Good Saturday afternoon, folks. This is Brian Bledsoe, host of the Desert Farmer Podcast. Here it is, January 6th, and we're dealing with some fairly quiet weather for the time being across the western high plains, but that's fixing to change over the next 24 to 48 hours. We have a lot to talk about today. And, uh, you know, the last time we talked here on this podcast, it was just right before the new year. And I was talking about how the early part of 2024, and by early part, I mean, you know, that first month, that January month, was going to end up being quite a bit more wintry than what we had seen in the first two months of quote-unquote winter, and I usually consider November part of that equation too uh, because we can see snow in there. But certainly this uh, upcoming period of weather that we're going to see over the next couple of weeks is going to be probably the more one of the more significant wintry periods we have seen uh, since maybe early last winter across parts of the western high plains when there was plenty of snow and cold, at least for some areas north of I-70. But uh, this particular bout, is uh, going to kind of have the trifecta. We're going to have some significant snow for some of us. We're going to have a lot of wind for pretty much all of us. And then we're also going to back that in here with some significant cold. Um, kind of coming through in two waves. So what I want to kind of do today is break that down for you in segments. Let's deal with this first storm. This first storm is going to eject out of the southwest part of the country starting Sunday night into Monday and Tuesday. Okay, so right now the worst weather across parts of eastern Colorado, parts of southern Nebraska, western Kansas, the northeast corner of New Mexico, and in the panhandles of both Oklahoma and Texas is likely going to take place on Monday. Now, to pinpoint who is going to have the worst weather out of this, and by worst, I mean the worst combination of cold, wind, and snow, I really think the far southeast corner of Colorado um, and basically the real far eastern side, right up next to the Kansas line, is at least on the table uh, to have some blizzard conditions. That is probably going to be the farthest west that those blizzard conditions are going to extend. And I suppose you could take that all the way back to, say, Kim, uh, maybe as far west as Trinidad. But really, I think Highway 160, once you get out uh, east of Trinidad toward Kim, then eventually toward Springfield, and then on in southwest Kansas, that area right there is probably going to get a pretty good wallop of not only some snow, but also some significant wind and some cold temperatures. West central Kansas is also on the table for the blizzard conditions and some of the uh, more prominent uh, snowfall totals with this upcoming storm probably going to end up somewhere between Dodge City and Colby and then extending along the I-70 corridor across northern portions of Kansas where some of the more significant snow is going to take place. So uh, again, if you live in those areas, uh, you are likely going to have some blizzard conditions take place. In fact, a large part of Kansas, I think, is probably going to have blizzard conditions before this is all said and done. If you are looking for specific snow totals on the northwest flank, I think once you get northwest of Goodland, that's where we really start to see a pretty sharp, uh, sharp shutoff in terms of that northwest flank of snow. But if you go southeast of there, it won't take you long to get into the more significant snow bands and obviously into those blizzard conditions. Now, I know a lot of folks uh, might have some cattle out on winter wheat with a single wire around it. They might have them on corn stalks. They might have some windbreaks to put them behind. I, I don't necessarily know what your blizzard plan is or entails 
for your livestock. I just know that if you live in that favored area that I just talked about, you need to have a plan uh, of action because the wind gusts with this storm as it moves through are likely going to be in excess of 45 to 55 miles an hour, uh, depending on your location. And then you factor in that snow and it will be a raging blizzard out there. If you live farther south across the Oklahoma panhandle, northern Texas panhandle, uh, say, uh, you know, Dalhart, Boyce City, extending eastern over toward Hooker, Guymon, in those areas, you are also likely going to see a bout of some snow factored in with that wind as well. Now, I think on the table for that region, you're probably looking on the order of about two to four inches of snow, two to five inches, but it's enough snow coupled with that wind to cause some significant problems in terms of uh, at least a, a, a short-term blizzard right there. So this initial storm is basically going to have all of those things for those areas that I mentioned. Now, if you live farther back to the northwest across northeast Colorado, uh, you know I don't think you're going to have too much in the way of snow. And by northeast Colorado, I mean the portion of Colorado that's north of I-70. I don't think you're going to have too much to worry about except for some wind uh, and obviously colder temperatures. And I think that that's also going to be kind of the first wave of cold air that comes with this is going to come with this storm that's going to come through during that time frame where, um, you know, temperatures are probably going to only top out in the 20s across a large part of eastern Colorado and far western Kansas on Monday. Factoring in that wind, you're going to see wind chill values running from as low as maybe five below zero to maybe as high as 15 above zero. So your Monday's just not going to be a very nice day uh, across the region. Now, as we head into Tuesday, that storm system gets out of here and back behind it, we're just left with the, the cold air and the snow that's on the ground. And typically speaking, after something like this, we might say, oh, well, we're going to warm things up, you know, where we melt some of this snow off. I don't see a whole lot of melting that's going to take place, folks. And, and that paves the way for the second storm to move through later this next week. Uh, and by that, I'm saying, you know, beyond, you know, the uh, beyond Wednesday, where we're going to see that move in here from Thursday and extending its way into uh, possibly the early part of the weekend. Now, that one might come through in a little different angle, too. But I also think that there's going to be some snow that actually hit the similar regions uh, that this uh, that this first storm's coming through, and then it'll probably extend even farther south, down across parts of uh, uh, a little farther south into the Texas Panhandle, a little farther south into the northern half of Oklahoma, and that's when the Arctic air really sets in. Okay, and by Arctic air, uh, I mean we could see temperatures next weekend, maybe not make it above zero in places like Liberal, Hugoton. Dodge City, uh, extending northward toward Hoxie, Colby, uh, northward toward Imperial, uh, up into southwest Nebraska. And I think the areas of, uh, of the worst cold right there will be the areas that have the most significant snow with this initial storm. You're basically, what you're doing is you're laying a glacier on the ground right there, and you are not going to have any hard time uh, keeping that air refrigerated as it comes southward over that snowpack. So if you're thinking that, oh, after this initial storm goes through, maybe after the second storm goes through, uh, you know, we'll, we'll warm things up and we'll get rid of some of the snow. I think this initial uh, bout of snow as it makes its way across uh, the uh, the plains, is it's going to be on the ground for a while. And that paves the way to kind of alter some of the storm track around. And, and that's a very important point, I think, going forward because storms like temperature contrasts, all right? So if a storm moves through an area that's completely cold, 
chances are it's not going to be all that significant. If a storm makes its way along a path where it's where it's uh, got cold air on the north and warmer air on the south, that temperature gradient fuels the storm's developments, okay? So the longer that snowpack stays on the ground uh, across the midsection of the country, what that does is that fuels a temperature contrast over that snowpack and the warmer air that's inevitably going to return south of that snowpack. And that continues to feed the storm track uh, as these pieces of energy come out of the south and southwest. So I think that that's something that's key that we have to focus on because not only do we have this first storm coming through, but like I said, we've got that next one coming through late this upcoming weekend and possibly in the next weekend. And then we could possibly have something after that uh, over the core of that Arctic air. So uh, winter is definitely going to be here to stay uh, for quite some time across the plains, I think. And that was something that we've been talking about here on the Desert Farmer Podcast now uh, for for a long time. And as I said many times, a lot of people forget that it can winter in the plains. And I think this is going to be setting it up to be a prime example of some of the more significant weather we can see over a, over a wider area. So I think if nothing else, we have to be prepared not only for the, the, the bouts of upcoming snow, uh, but also the bout of cold that's coming up. I know it's very hard on livestock. It can be hard on equipment uh, and just hard in general on your livelihood because you're dealing with that kind of stuff. You've got cattle out there. They can't feed themselves. you got to go out there and take care of them. So uh, I, I urge you to be prepared uh, for what lies ahead for us for the next about 10 days. You know, your Sunday's going to be just fine, but beyond that, you know, while we might get a little break here and there, I think really for about the next 10 days at least, we are going to be seeing a lot more winter weather than not. And in some cases, some of that winter weather is going to be pretty harsh. Um, that also begs the question, how long would something like this last or linger? All right. So, in terms of the forecast for, for really the next couple of weeks, uh, there, there are going to be uh, limited time frames when we're going to see you know, uh, uh, you know, breaks from this pattern uh, that come through. I think once we get maybe beyond the 20th, we could start to see something. Well, here we are in the 6th. So that gives us about two weeks of, uh, of what we'll have to deal with in terms of some wintry weather across the midsection of the country. So I just urge your preparedness because I know a lot of folks, you know, uh, may not be thinking like this right now. They might say, oh, it's overblown or it's not going to happen. It's going to miss us or whatever. Hey, I don't care if you see a bunch of snow or a little bit of snow with this initial round that's coming through, uh, especially on Monday. It doesn't take very much snow with the wind gusts that we're going to see to create blizzard conditions, not only making it hard on livestock, hard on travel conditions and whatnot, which I think there'll be quite a few road closures across the state of Kansas, um, especially as we get deeper into Monday and into Monday night. So the the preparedness feature of this and what I'm trying to urge you to do, I think is, is pretty important um, to say the least. So yeah, lots of winter headed our way. Uh, and I hope you're, I hope you're ready for it. Here we are in the sixth. The uh, Desert Farmer Meetup in Liberal, Kansas, the first day of that is January 26th. The second day of that is January 27th. It would be wonderful if we could get this winter weather out of the way and then wrap up the end of January. And as we head toward the Desert Farmer Meetup there in Liberal, uh, you know, on a, uh, on a warmer note and on an easier travel note, 
than uh, than the stuff that we're going to see uh, off and on over the next couple of weeks or so. But uh, you can go uh, to uh, the website if you wish, um, which I believe is up and running. If you go to desertfarmermeetup.com, okay, just all one word, desertfarmermeetup.com, you can register there, an RSVP. Um, we got speakers coming in, different companies, trade shows, lots of folks that are going to be there. Uh, so again, uh, make sure you, uh, if you're an exhibitor, you can sign up. Just make sure you meet up. Give us a little bit of a head count. See what we're going to have. The the venues that we have secured are fantastic. The company uh, that we keep with folks there, fantastic. The networking is fantastic. And bottom line, it's just a really good opportunity to to hang out with some great people. Um, you know, for a couple of days and a couple of evenings. And I know schedules are hard this year. It is farm show season. I totally understand that. And you kind of have to pick and choose what you want to deal with and what you want to go to and what you want to see. But uh, I promise you, if you if you come to Liberal January 26th and 27th, you are not going to be disappointed. I'm also going to be delivering some long-range forecast information there, just kind of uh, paving the way for what lies ahead uh, during the course of 2024. So we'll have some good information there to share if you're interested in that. And uh, just have some great fellowship and uh, and a good time. So if you're interested, as I said, you can go to desertfarmermeetup.com and RSVP uh, and uh, make that happen. We are uh, we are looking forward to to, uh, to being there and to getting this uh, getting this underway and and just simply having a good time. Uh, that's all the time I want to take up for today on your, uh, on your Saturday. I hope you are well. I'm hoping you're having a good first few days of 2024. I hope you are ready for, uh, the winter weather that's coming. I know we've been talking a lot about that here on the Desert Farmer podcast. So hopefully, uh, you've been listening and you are, uh, uh, you're well-versed in the things that are, uh, are headed our way. In the meantime, have yourself a great rest of your Saturday, folks. And uh, I've got long-range forecast model information dropping. We got the Euro seasonal model in just the other day. Well, the NMME model coming in. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to let this first storm get out of the way. I'm going to analyze that long-range stuff. And then I'm going to hop right back on here uh, on the Desert Farmer podcast and give you a little bit of information uh, in that regard. Until that time, folks, be well. And uh, I'll be chatting with you soon. Take care.